You're listening to another episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast, the WrestleMania Weekend Edition, with your hosts, the main event player, the Super Sea Kid himself, Furman Taurus, the God Among Gods, the King Among Kings, the coolest son of a motherfucking bitch walking God's green earth. And this episode is sponsored by my good friends at Richard's Billiards here in Corpus Christi, Texas, 5815 Weber. Not your average heroes, the legend continues, and also sponsored by Emo Night, and also sponsored by the 1911 Tavern in Corpus Christi, Texas. And we begin WrestleMania weekend right now. Destruction! What's going on, guys? Welcome back to part two of WrestleMania weekend. I am the main event player, the Super Sea Kid himself, Furman Torres, coming back at you. The God among gods, the king among kings, the coolest son of a motherfucking bitch walking God's green earth. Now, on the last episode of the Main Event Talk podcast, we went to part one. We talked about the Hall of Fame induction ceremony, and we talked about who's going to be a part of it including Queen Charmel, Vader, The Undertaker, and the newest inductees into the 2022 WWE Hall of Fame, Rick and Scott Steiner, the Steiner Brothers. And as I predicted, it happened and it came true, and now that means that we'll see the Steiner Brothers inducted into the 2022 Hall of Fame, and no doubt that Rick Steiner's son and Scott Steiner's nephew Braun Breaker or Braun Steiner or Rex Steiner or whatever Steiner he is will be inducting his father and his uncle into the WWE Hall of Fame class of 2022, which should be spectacular. And that's all going to happen live Friday, April 1st, immediately after Friday Night SmackDown. It'll be on Peacock when you get a chance. Now, also on part one, we talked about NXT Stand and Deliver. From the NXT Championship to the ladder match for the North American Championship to the fatal four-way for the NXT Women's Championship to Tommaso Ciampa's final match at NXT. And it's all going to take place Saturday, April 2nd, around 12 noon. And the main event's going to be looking forward to checking that out. Now that we got part one out of the way, now let's get in to part two. And part two, it's all about WrestleMania Night 1. And we're going to talk about all the matches that are going to take place at WrestleMania. Everything from the Raw Women's Championship to the SmackDown Women's Championship 
and even to the appearance of Stone Cold Steve Austin on the KO show, because that's going to be the big talk. And the word is, originally, the SmackDown Women's Championship was supposed to main event WrestleMania, but the word I got, and the word that you may want to get as well, is that the KO show may main event WrestleMania, and who will be there? Well, of course, we know about the Texas Rattlesnake Stone Cold Steve Austin being there. And no doubt, all of us are going to be drinking a beer when Stone Cold arrives. That's going to happen at the very conclusion of WrestleMania. But we'll get into all that and much, much more. Oh, and plus, there's one other thing that I forgot to mention. On part one, I did an exclusive main event talk where I talked about one of my all-time favorite matches of WrestleMania. Now, part one, I talked about WrestleMania five. The mega powers explode between Hulk Hogan and the Macho Man Randy Savage for the WWE Championship. That was one watch along, and now we have another watch along on part two of the main event talk podcast, WrestleMania weekend. The question is, what watch along are we gonna do this time? Well, this one's gonna be another favorite of WrestleMania, and you'll know what that is at the conclusion of this episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast. So sit back, relax, chill out, guys, because we are on the road to WrestleMania, and we're going to talk about night one right here on part two of the Main Event Talk Podcast, WrestleMania weekend. And don't forget, we're also going to get a little bit of a rundown of night two of WrestleMania as well, just to prepare ourselves for part three of WrestleMania weekend. Oh, and there is one other thing. I think I've mentioned this on part one, and now I'm going to mention it again on part two. There will be a WrestleMania weekend bonus, which will feature the match that everyone's anticipating to check out. The Beast Incarnate Brock Lesnar to go one-on-one -on -one against Roman Reigns, champion versus champion, title for title. Somebody's going to walk away with both championships, and it's all going to take place on Sunday, April 3rd at WrestleMania. The main event's going to give you his inside depth on everything between these two, from the beginnings of WrestleMania 31 to the continuation at WrestleMania 34 when Roman Reigns captured the championship away from the Beast Incarnate Brock Lesnar, from Roman Reigns leaving the WWE and coming back as the head of the table while Brock Lesnar left the WWE as well, but came back stronger than ever, wanting to get his hands on the Tribal Chief, the head of the table. It's an epic story that you don't want to miss. The WrestleMania weekend bonus featuring Brock Lesnar, versus Roman Reigns. It is truly one of my best podcasts that I've ever done, and hopefully you guys will get an opportunity to check it out on Friday, April 1st. So, with that being said, we've got some music coming up, and when the main event talk returns, we begin with night one of WrestleMania. But before we talk about night one of WrestleMania, we're going to get into some wrestling news to find out what's going on in the world of professional wrestling, and then... We begin WrestleMania Night One when the main event talk returns. Wrestling. 
the slap herd around the world. Now everyone is talking about the slap herd around the world and we're not referring to Will Smith slapping British Rock at the Academy Awards, although we'll have more about that next. Instead we're referring to the 27th March live event in Toronto that featured Trish Stratus hosting the show. There, Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch confronted Stratus after Becky's win over Rhea Ripley, shoving Trish and getting slapped for her insolence. Rhea Ripley then joined in, women handling big time Becks, much to the crowd's satisfaction, or should we say, stratisfaction. Yeah. Lynch tweeted about the slap, saying, This was Trish's reaction to me getting a bigger pop tonight at WWE Toronto. I did not deserve this, completely unwarranted. Trish discussed how she seems to have started a new trend in entertainment with slapping people. She tweeted a photo of her slapping Lynch with this message, I'm a trendsetter, hashtag brightslap, bratty Bex, and WWE Toronto. Could they be setting up things for another dream match between Becky and one of the WWE's legends? Would you guys like to actually see this? Let us know in the comments down below. Next up, yeah, the wrestling world reacts to a Will Smith slap. Now speaking of slaps, apparently Chris Rock got the taste slapped out of his mouth by Will Smith after the comedian insulted Smith's wife's boldness, where she's actually suffering from alopecia. While there is some question whether the event was staged, as one WWE legend believes it was, that being Dutch Mantel, but I think he's on his own there, that hasn't stopped people from taking to social media to discuss it, including a number of wrestlers, including Mick Foley tweeting, Chris Rock no-selling Will's offense like he was Billy Gunn during a TV loss. But he later added, if it was The Rock instead of Chris Rock making the same G.I. Jane reference, there's no slap. The Vessel of Love is a bully. MGF tweeted, I can't believe Wardlow told Will to do that. Now, Sami Zayn apparently could relate and he told The Rock on Twitter, Chris Rock called me, I know how it is, actually just DM me, my phone is blowing up. The world's strongest man Mark Henry tweeted, looks like there's been enough talk. Rene Packett, like many people, was just shocked by what happened and said, woke up from a long slumber to see that the Fresh Prince assaulted Chris Rock on live broadcast. Yowza. Nayla Rose probably had the funniest comment saying, Chris Rock gonna have to move in with his aunt and uncle in LA now to get away from all this riffraff. Now in my opinion, I think the slap was a total overreaction. Let's not forget, Will Smith has made some alopecia jokes in the past as well. Are jokes just jokes, or can they always just go too far? In all honesty, Chris Rock should have just doubled down and said he'd be hurting until August with that slap. Next up, Triple H breaks his silence. A Triple H's recent retirement announcement has led to an outpouring of respect and well wishes from fans and wrestlers alike, apart from Ryback, and now the game is responding with a heartfelt message of his own. Taking to Twitter, the cerebral assassin commented, I'm truly humbled by the text, calls, posts, and all kind of words. I'm grateful to each and every one of you. I wish I could respond to each of you, but I typed so slow I'd never leave the house again. Please know how much they all mean to me. Stay healthy, be grateful for all you have, and seize the day. I know I am. Next up, Alexa Bliss blasts rumors of Ronda Rousey Rift. Wrestling is full of rumors, but as fans know, it's best to take things with a healthy dose of salt. So it seems to be the case with the so-called heat between Bliss and Ronda Rousey. Wrestling Inc. commented on a rumor going around concerning the two superstars saying, Bliss reportedly disliked Ronda due to her recklessness in-ring style causing injuries, it stated. The shade thrown at Ronda from Alexa in a group chat with the other WWE women confirmed the heat and the timing did see Bliss miss out on many months of action after getting banged up. And recently, Little Miss Bliss addressed talk of a rift between her and the baddest woman on the planet after Bliss suffered two back-to-back -back concussions in 2018 during her matches with Ronda. She recalled 2018's Hell in a Cell match with Rousey and what happened. 
Hell in a Cell happened and I took a headlock takeover and when I did, my head went straight into the map. This stuff happens and it's no one's fault. I had a really bad headache. I told my doctors, I said, hey, something's not right. My head just doesn't feel right. I landed in Orlando and I took the impact test and I failed it pretty good. And that's when they diagnosed the concussion. A bliss who's preparing for a wedding to Ryan Cabrera tweeted about the so-called group chat when she called Rousey out. This is quite comical and not true. I'm only in one group chat and it's with my bridal party. Hashtag keep trying trolls. Abliss is known for her disputing rumors and flat out fabrications making their way around the internet. And finally, a fired wrestler says it ain't over. And last but not least, is longtime WWE superstar Bo Dallas finished with pro wrestling? With Dallas's 13 year WWE career ended in 2021 when he joined a number of released superstars and at one point there was speculation that he was done with the grappling game. During an appearance on the Captain's Corner, he discussed his non-wrestling projects but he said he's planning on returning to the ring soon. Not saying I'm done with wrestling or that's what's been said for the past year and now that I've got that squared away and that's in the works, I can get back to my passion. I'll be back in the ring in the next couple of months. That's a guarantee because I don't make promises I don't deliver on. It's just another reminder that all you have to do is believe. So the anticipation for the Raw Women's Championship will take place at WrestleMania on the first night. Bianca Belair against Becky Lynch. Now, everybody remembers the whole thing that happened at SummerSlam. Everybody remembers the whole thing that happened when Becky Lynch walked in to SummerSlam. And then everybody remembers what happened after that. Bianca, who was a woman that had won the championship at WrestleMania 37 last year, and then loses the championship to Becky Lynch within 26 seconds. And now there has been this, this feud that's happened between these two and nothing was ever settled. Nothing was ever really settled. So now comes the point where somebody is going to walk away with this championship. And this feud's been getting pretty hot. It's been getting pretty hot. Even when, even when Bianca, you know, went ahead and got the haircut of, um, of Bianca Belair. Of, I'm sorry, Becky Lynch. It's extremely interesting. Um, Becky has been the champion for a long time for an extremely long time never lost a championship gain it back continues to hold on to that title and has never lost and no one's been able to beat her yet so will this be the moment that she shines will this be the moment because let's let's you know look at this from this perspective at wrestlemania um 30 i believe it was 35 it was Becky Lynch, who came out and won both the Raw and the SmackDown Women's Championship by defeating Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair. Becky had successfully held on to her championship longer when she defeated Shayna Baszler. And then after that, of course, came when she was pregnant. Had to relinquish the championship. 
and then along came Bianca Belair. Bianca would make history at WrestleMania, but not only by not only being in the main event of WrestleMania, but also the fact that she and Sasha Banks were the two, uh, the first two African American women to main event WrestleMania and compete for a SmackDown Women's Championship. That's historic in many ways. So now we're at WrestleMania, SmackDown Women's Championship on the line, and it's going to be extremely interesting to check out. So this is one of these things where I'll give you two ways to look at it. Can do you see Bianca Bella winning the championship or do you see Becky Lynch walking away with the championship? I think when you think about it closely here, it's not going to be a big surprise that Bianca Bella or not, I'm sorry, a big surprise that Becky Lynch will walk away with the Raw Women's Championship and seen as how, you know, Becky Lynch was disrespected at the hands of Bianca Belair from this past Monday night on Raw. It's going to be extremely, extremely interesting to check out. So, <laughs> um, my view, my opinion, Becky walking away with the championship will not be a surprise. It won't be a surprise, but it will be a, let- a letdown if that happens. I think at WrestleMania. I think we need to see Bianca Belair be the one to beat Becky Lynch. She has been established well over, I think she's at, what, more than 500 days as champion now, and and it's already going to be that time for her to lose the title now. So it should be extremely, extremely interesting. So... At WrestleMania, I think Bianca Belair should walk away with the Raw Women's Championship because I think it's the right call. I think fans will see the 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 story unfold, and they're going to have another great woman in their hands. The thing that's funny is the the you know everyone said this says that the WWE doesn't make big stars. But yet, when you see something like this come along, right? When you see something like this come along and things change for the better, you see a new star happening before your eyes. So, Bianca was a big star. And if she gets put over by a champion of Becky's caliber, then Bianca will definitely be in the same level with her. Because you have Bianca... You have Sasha, you have Becky Lynch, you have, you know, Charlotte Flair, Ronda Rousey, and everybody else like that involved. Because most of the women that you see now, most of them are main event stars. So, Bianca winning at WrestleMania and taking the Raw Women's Championship from her, it'll be historic, it'll be huge. So, I think at WrestleMania, it's going to be Bianca Belair walking away, ending something at WrestleMania and taking the Raw Women's Championship. And 
I hope I hope history is made at WrestleMania 38. Becky Lynch attacked you with a pair of scissors. It didn't go according to plan for Becky. Um, with WrestleMania just five days away, what can we expect? You know what? Tonight um, was a wild night. I thought I had seen all of Becky Lynch's tricks, everything that she has thrown my way, but never in a million years did I think that she would show up with a pair of scissors to cut my braid. I mean, Becky Lynch, she doesn't learn. How many times do I have to say, do not touch my hair, and she still does it? And this is what she tried to do. So, this is what happened. I, listen, Becky Lynch brings something out of me, and at the end of the day, I'm going after the Raw Miss Championship at WrestleMania. So, Whatever Becky Lynch throws my way, I'm going to catch it. And if Becky Lynch hasn't learned yet, there's nothing that she can do that's going to stop me from coming for that title. So at WrestleMania, I'm walking out as the Raw Women's Champion, Miss Becky Lynch. I see you there. So the next one is the the tag match between Rey Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio, and The Miz and Logan Paul. Uh... This is not going to exactly be one of the greatest tag matches in the history of WWE, but it's going to be a match that's going to feature one of the greatest luchadors of all time, a very, very green individual in Logan Paul. Uh, and let's not forget, even though Dominic is you know, somewhat of a sports entertainer, he's also still kind of green at this point. And then there's The Miz. <laughs> Um, there's really not to expect much. The, the the only thing that I'm still hoping to happen at WrestleMania will be the appearance of Bad Bunny. I, I keep hoping for that to happen. Uh, some people are saying that The Miz and Logan Paul is going to win. That part probably wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me at all. But I don't know. I, I, I would just rather see... I would rather see... Uh, Mysterio and Miz win it just because, number one, they deserve to win. And number two, Miz, him losing is not a problem. I just don't think, I, I don't think anybody's going to really care about this tag match because it's just going to be, you know, Miz doing what he does best with Logan Paul. If they win, I'll be surprised, but I'm going to go with Mysterio. I'm going to go with Dominic. Hopefully Bad Bunny does get involved with WrestleMania. But uh, there's really not much to say about this tag match. It's just it's just there. If it gets any exciting, you know, it will. But uh, we shall see. Yes, I'm backstage with Ray and Dom the Mysterios. Now, after being so disrespected by Miz and Logan Paul on the road to WrestleMania, how satisfying was it tonight to take back your mask, Ray, on Monday Night Raw? Well, I don't know, but this man was on. He was... Like let go of a leash like he was on a mission tonight and he still is look at his face what's wrong uh, you know he shouldn't have disrespected you like that and uh i'm glad we were able to handle business tonight well we did definitely handle business because this is back to its owner you know it's very satisfying when you get back something that was stolen from you that was taken away Miss did that last week tonight we got a little bit of, of a taste what Logan's about to get this Saturday at WrestleMania. We gave it to Miz. Logan ran away like a little biatch, but it's okay. We'll see him Saturday, and we'll give him the same ass whooping that we gave Miz tonight. Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin at WrestleMania. I mean, this was something that uh, we had predicted months in advance, and, and we already knew right away it was going to happen uh, in this particular event. So, 
you have on one side, um, you know, Drew McIntyre, who had made event at WrestleMania, who had won the WWE Championship, and then went after the WWE Championship the following day, and now is placed in a position where he's facing off against a guy, uh, Happy Corbin, who has been undefeated, from what I understand. And this one, just like just like the match I previously talked about, you know, the whole thing with uh, Logan Paul and The Miz and Mysterio, it's really not going to be nothing to discuss. I mean, uh, I kind of see it as Miz, I'm so, I kind of see it as Drew McIntyre winning his match over Happy Corbin, and I also see, uh, I, supposedly there's going to be some sort of a conflict or some sort of deal happening between Mad Cat Moss and um, Happy Corbin. I think they're because they've been, you know, talking about separating the two for a while. And I think it'll be just to have Happy Corbin turn on Madcap Moss and these two starting a feud right after WrestleMania, which I don't know. It, 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 you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's just going to end up, um, you know, Drew McIntyre winning the match. And hopefully after that, We'll probably see some sort of a future match somewhere down the road where he'll finally get an opportunity to go after the WWE Universal Championship or the world title or both after WrestleMania. Hopefully that'll be it. So Drew McIntyre, he's definitely going to have his win over Happy Corbin. Avoiding Drew McIntyre. It's continuing. He has McIntyre at WrestleMania. So in Happy Corbin's mind, why get beat up tonight, right? Because all Happy Corbin does oh, is oh, win. Oh. And he's going to get a chance to do it over a former WWE champion at the Showcase of the Immortals. And right now it is McIntyre looking to send a message. You know what the countdown means. He's looking right at Corbin. Boom! Oh. Message sent. I think it killed one, two, three. Another victory for Drew McIntyre. Oh, from behind. Big Corbin taking oh. advantage. How convenient. Now Happy Corbin wants to get involved. After the match is officially over. The match was over. Oh. McIntyre's back was turned. And here comes Happy Corbin. This is how you stay undefeated, oh. Cole. We're not getting in an actual fight. Looks to me like Corbin's in a fight. A one-sided fight. And oh! The coming up happy. The difference is, come WrestleMania, it's going to be face-to-face, -face, Corey. Drew McIntyre is a two-time WWE champion. He's one of the best in sports entertainment, Byron. Oh, 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 no, no, wait a minute. No. Corbin has McIntyre's sword. He's leaving with Angela. This, this is a big mistake. This is a big mistake by Happy Corbin. It's not a mistake. Corbin happens to be good friends with the guys from the pawn shop on that show. They text them all the time. Look, following an assault, he then takes his sword after the match is over. Well, he's inexcusable. Hey, he's taken McIntyre's sword before. We know where that got McIntyre. All right, WrestleMania, Corbin gets to take McIntyre's heart. Uh, next up will be the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Uh, the Usos taking on uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs. Um, you know, uh, this is going to be a tremendous uh, tag match. And in, in this match, obviously I'm going to go for the Usos in this one simply because, you know, 
you know, we, we kind of see, and this is my prediction, this is my, my thought, my actual prediction will be that Shinsuke Nakamura and Boogs will probably walk away with the tag team titles at WrestleMania, and that's kind of the, the, the scene I'm looking at and everything. But the thing is, I want the Usos to retain the tag team titles because I still want them to, you know, still represent the tag team division, still represent what tag team wrestling is all about. Because for me, in a world of some of the greatest tag teams of all time, I mean, the Usos are a great tag team. Uh, the Street Profits are a great tag team. FTR is a great tag team. Um, the Briscoes, definitely a great tag team. And, and no way in hell am I going to mention the Young Bucks because they are a great tag team, but they have a lot to learn about being mature adults, if you know what I mean. But, um, yeah, I think I, I'm going with the Usos simply because, not because of the whole bloodline situation, but I think that they're... They're a better tag team, and they deserve to hold on to those title. Deserve to hold on to those tag team titles, just a little bit better. You know, I can't. I just can't imagine. I mean, with all due respect to Shinsuke Nakamura, and with all due respect to Rick Boogs, I like Shinsuke Nakamura. I think he's, you know, he's got potential, and I'm hopefully, I'm hoping that one day we'll see him in a world title picture against Roman Reigns, because there's some unfinished business there. But as far as him and Rick Boogs as a tag team. I mean, that could work, and I can actually see them walking away with tag team gold, but their time will be very limited. So, the main event's going to go with the Usos for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship, but it's not going to be a surprise if Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boots walk away with the tag team titles at WrestleMania. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the WWE's favorite band in the whole world, with... Get the hell up. You know what time it is. It's time to keep on rolling, baby.
Another match that is added, it's another tag match here, uh, and this was something that uh, I, I kind of I kind of saw this coming, but uh, unfortunately, you know, the everything had to change for a reason. Um, so the match is The New Day taking on Sheamus and Rich Holland. And it, The New Day obviously is King Woods and um, Kofi Kingston. Now, the original match, from what I remembered, was Big E and the rest of the members of the New Day were going to play a major role at WrestleMania. There were there was going to be some sort of a uh, New Day reunion at WrestleMania, which would be spectacular, which would be tremendous. But from the moment when Big E had suffered his neck injury, then all plans, you know, went down as it is. So there was nothing that anybody can do about it. So. It was one of those situations where now they had to resort to something different because they can't use Big E because he's still, he still has a neck injury. And I think uh, Big E is going to be doing fine. And it's going to be a long time until we see Big E back in the ring. And we hope that very, very soon he does come back, you know, a- as soon as possible. But as far as this match goes, um, uh, this is one of these things where it won't surprise me once again if the New Day were to win. But I think Sheamus and Rich Holland definitely need to win at WrestleMania. When you think about this extremely closely, you have Sheamus, who is a former world champion, who won his championship at WrestleMania. You got Kofi Kingston, who was a former WWE champion, who won his match at WrestleMania. The New Day has been a little bit synonymous with WrestleMania. So, will it be a surprise if the New Day wins? Nah. Will it be a surprise if Ridge Holland and Sheamus would win? Yes, because they will have defeated one of the uh, greatest, if not one of the best factions going in the history of WWE in the New Day. So this one, uh, this one will be extremely interesting to check out. So the main event is going to go with, I'm definitely going to go with Sheamus and um, Ridge Holland to uh, win at WrestleMania over the New Day. And uh, no doubt they'll have Butch in their corner. Butch. So far, WrestleMania is starting to look extremely interesting with several tag matches and several women's division matches involved. Now, the next thing we're about to get into is the whole thing involving Seth Rollins. Now, we know that Seth Rollins has been trying desperately to be a part of WrestleMania in any way that he can. We know that um, Seth Rollins had almost tried to be a part of WrestleMania by being one half of tag team champions. Didn't do so well. And then Seth Rollins was extremely pissed off when he was trying to take over the Kevin Owens show so that way he can interview Stone Cold Steve Austin. Unfortunately, he failed. And then came last week. Seth Rollins had a match with AJ Styles, which was simply phenomenal. No pun intended. And then unfortunately, even though Seth Rollins clearly was about to take down AJ Styles, Edge came in and interfered in the match, costing Seth Rollins an opportunity to go to WrestleMania. Now he has no clear path. Now, just in case you guys don't remember about what happened last week, here's what happened right after the match was over and Seth Rollins was so irate, so pissed off, and so upset that he 
pretty much went off the deep end. This is bullshit. You know what? Next week, Monday Night Raw will not happen unless I get what I deserve, unless I get my WrestleMania moment. It's bullshit, John. Seth Rollins has pretty much gone off the deep end, tearing apart, destroying property, and pretty much uttering the words bullshit over and over and over again. Well, something else had took place. As a matter of fact, Seth Rollins would have an opportunity at one more chance at redemption. As a matter of fact, Seth Rollins would have one more little... um, little play state if you will so Seth Rollins was given a tweet or text if you will from believe it or not the chairman of the board World Wrestling Entertainment Mr. Vincent Kennedy McMahon and he had asked Seth Rollins to please come over to his office immediately as a matter of fact he told him to be there right around I would say 9 o'clock in the morning So, Seth Rollins wanted to take it one step further and went as early as 6.30 in the morning? Is that right? Almost 7 o'clock in the morning. So, with that being said, let's look into Seth Rollins entering the headquarters of World Wrestling Entertainment and see the reaction of what the chairman of the board has for Seth Rollins. Is he going to get fired Or does Mr. McMahon have a plan for him at WrestleMania? (laughs) Seth freaking Rollins has entered the building. Hello, hello, hello. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Is he ready for me? Probably just a few minutes. <clears throat> All right, well then. I'll have a seat. <laughs> so it's 7 in the morning and Seth Rollins is relaxing and now it's 8.45 a.m. in the morning. You can go in now, Mr. Rollins. You're not Vince. Moment of truth. 
Vince McMahon. Hey. Earth to Vince. <laughs> Seth freaking Rollins in the building. Good to see ya. here so let's just let's just cut to the chase all right let's just get it over with uh, it's gonna be a fine uh, suspension <laughs> you're gonna you gonna ban me from raw ban me from wrestlemania oh you know what it's none of those things i know what it is i know what it is you know what <laughs> i'll save you the trouble let me do it for you let me do it for you seth freaking rollins you're fired you're fired is that, is that how it is? Is that how it goes? Just, just lay it on me. Come on, just give it to me. Just, let's just rip the band-aid. Let's do it. I didn't bring you in here to fire you. Huh? No. What'd you bring me in here for? You may be surprised about all this. I'm surprised as well that you didn't win your way into WrestleMania. <laughs> A lot of failures. This is all my fault, you know. You, 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 Pierce and Sonya, you know. It's 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 a long story. It's a long story. Well, if you want to be in WrestleMania, why don't you just ask me? Why did you jump through all those hoops? See, See all I had to do was come to you. I'm not saying that you're in or you're out. But really, all you had to do was come to me instead of jumping through all those hoops. You see, this year at WrestleMania is different than all the others because it's, what is it? Because it's <laughs> two nights at the most stupendous WrestleMania of all time. Stupendous. Stupendous. So could I have a WrestleMania that's stupendous without Seth freaking Rollins? <laughs> all right. Of course not. Of course I could, Al, but um, I think it, it might be a good idea if you're in it. But if you were in it, you'd have to have your own main event. Wouldn't work any other way. Your own main event. Like where your head's at. So, Seth freaking Rollins yes. is going to WrestleMania. Is this a trick? I'm busy. Is it Rodriguez? I'm busy, thank you. So, going to WrestleMania. I'm going to. Who's my opponent? Your opponent would be someone of my choosing, and you'll know your opponent when you're in the ring and he's introduced. Okay. All right. I'm going to WrestleMania. I'm going to WrestleMania. I'm, go I'm going to WrestleMania. I just, uh, thank you. I see myself, see myself. Um, you better not disappoint. I'm going to WrestleMania. I'm going to WrestleMania. 
WrestleMania coming my way, coming my way. <laughs> I told you, baby. I told you. <laughs> Seth freaking Rollins at WrestleMania, baby. We did it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So for several weeks, Seth Rollins has been um, on a tear as of late. Wanting to find a way to get into WrestleMania. And, you know, um, the original, and and just to kind of go ahead and give you the original idea. I think the original idea was for Bobby Lashley to go up against Seth Rollins for the WWE Championship at WrestleMania. That was the original plan to take place. But when Lashley had his injury, then there was no way for Lashley to compete and there was no way for Lashley to, you know, move on. So we, we, we know now where Lashley is going to be at now as far as WrestleMania goes, so that's out the window. So Seth Rollins has been trying for the last couple of weeks to try to get into WrestleMania in any way possible. He first tried with the tag, tag team title match. He thought it would be, I thought, uh, they thought him and Gambit Owens were going to walk away with tag team championship gold and walk into WrestleMania with it. And then all of a sudden Seth Rollins couldn't do it. So now he's given an opportunity to go ahead and go after Kevin Owens and try to take his show. And that didn't turn out so well either. So he was extremely pissed off about that. So then the next thing that happened was Seth Rollins wanted to take AJ's place against Edge at WrestleMania. So that was put out the window. That was put out the pasture. So there was really nothing they could do about that at this point. So Seth Rollins was completely upset, was completely mad and upset and everything and just yelled out. So then comes the part where now... He's being sent to the principal's office or basically being sent over to Mr. McMahon's office. So um, McMahon comes up with this idea and he is taking Seth Rollins to WrestleMania, but his opponent has not been revealed. Now, there have been several ideas as to who his opponent was going to be. Now, it's going to be the obvious choice from there, but Let's look at the options. Um, Some people have actually said that Bray Wyatt could reappear at WrestleMania. Now, his appearance at WrestleMania could be completely awesome. I, I, I would love to see, I would love to have seen Bray Wyatt appear and come after Seth Rollins. I mean, that could be something very, very awesome. But as we know... We don't know exactly the status quo of Bray Wyatt, uh, but a lot of people have been hinting that it could be him at WrestleMania. A lot of other people were thinking that it was going to be Bobby Lashley too, but we know now where Lashley is going to be headed to at WrestleMania. So then comes the obvious, the biggest, the biggest uh, opponent of them all. The reports that came in have been stating that Cody Rhodes is coming to WWE. We know that Cody was working out a con was working without a contract. He was a TT champion for a while, and then he had to go ahead and give up the championship. And then once that was done, that was it. So T- uh, 
So AEW and Cody couldn't come to any sort of terms at all and all led to speculation as to whether or not Cody was going to appear at WrestleMania or appear in the WWE. My first thought was was that if you're going to bring Cody Rhodes in, um, the night after WrestleMania wouldn't be so bad. I don't have a problem with that. But if you were to try to bring in Cody at WrestleMania, I think that would be even better because they want to try and make it a stupendous WrestleMania and this would be the perfect this would be the perfect moment. This would be the perfect time. And Seth Rollins versus Cody is is I I'm gonna say it's a dream match in some way, but it's really not, especially when these two were faced off against each other before years and years ago, back in the days of the WWE. So yeah, I think I think it's going to be extremely obvious that it's going to be Cody. But if, if it doesn't end up with anybody else, it, it doesn't end up being Cody, it ends up being somebody else, you know, Cody's going to have to appear. Because if he doesn't appear at WrestleMania, he'll definitely appear at um, the night after WrestleMania. So it's going to be interesting. So Seth Rollins is going to be taking on the mystery opponent. And that mystery opponent will probably be Cody Rhodes. And we're all hoping that happens at WrestleMania. Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania. Now we know about we know about Ronda winning the Rumble and we know about where this is going to take place. So everyone has been under the assumption that they were going to see her versus Becky at WrestleMania. But I think WWE decided that they weren't going to pull the trigger on that yet. Which I think is the right call because I don't think Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch is the right call to do at this point. At least not yet. I've always felt that if they're going to do a match, and I, and I had said this prior to it before it even took place. If they're going to have a WrestleMania opponent for Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania, let it be Charlotte. And let them go ahead and both main event WrestleMania. Now, even though this was originally supposed to be the main event, um, it's not in this case, and we we know why, which we will get into in a moment. Um, So this feud with with, uh, Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte, you have to go back to... Uh, I, I say some people would probably go back to WrestleMania 35 in the triple threat match for the SmackDown and Raw Women's Championship. But let's go even further back. Let's go to Survivor Series of of 2018. Let's go back to that moment when we saw Charlotte Flair take on Ronda Rousey. Now, even though nothing was decided and we don't know who truly won the match between Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair there was a kendo stick involved in the match. So we know that um, there's a lot of history there. So the kendo stick was definitely brought back in this case for this year's WrestleMania. So this heated rivalry, I know some people are not feeling this match and some people have been saying that for the past couple of weeks. Uh, I feel it a whole lot better than they do because it actually makes a whole lot of sense. But I can understand what they're talking about. I can understand what they're talking about. But I think they they need to go through with this match. It needs to happen. And Ronda really needs to go down the list of people that that she either had an issue with or has some unfinished business to settle. You know? So 
I think her having some unfinished business with Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania is the right call. And it's going to be great. So I think, um, do I see Ronda Rousey walking away with the championship? Yes. Uh, do I see her performing just as good as Charlotte? Absolutely. Do I see Charlotte Flair outperforming Ronda Rousey in many ways possible? Now, everybody else can complain about the fact that Charlotte Flair is, you know, the woman, the the be-all, end-all as far as women goes. I mean, Becky Lynch, Becky Lynch to me is a great champion. She's a great main eventer. But I think Charlotte deserves to be more on the top than Becky. That's just my opinion. Because I think, I think Charlotte is a better champion than Becky Lynch in my personal view of things. But this match with her and Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty epic. It's gonna be great to look at. And I kinda see, and I don't I don't think a lot of people see this yet, but I kinda look at Charlotte Flair like I look at um who was it? Uh I think it's Molly Holmes or Holly Holmes, I think that's who it was. The one that uh, the one that beat Ronda Rousey, the one that ended her streak a long time ago. There's a resemblance of that, you know, simply because they're both blonde. But I think, I think that at WrestleMania, I think Ronda is going to, um, she's going to bring a lot of stuff in her arsenal against Ric Flair, uh, against Charlotte Flair. Now, Charlotte Flair has beaten several of the best women in WWE. She's even beaten some legends along the way. But Ronda's going to be a totally different cat because even though, yes, she's a little bit inexperienced when it comes to the professional wrestling ring because she's been so used to the octagon. But I think think Ronda will give uh, give her a run for her money because while Charlotte believes that Ronda Rousey is a one trip pony, myself and others are going to look at that and say, you got to be insane if you believe that. So I think at WrestleMania, these two are going to put on a show. At WrestleMania, these two are going to give you, you know, everything that they got and much more. And I think Rowdy Ronda Rousey will, you know, have the SmackDown Championship in her possession. And I think she will beat Charlotte at WrestleMania. Because the difference is Charlotte has not been able to make Ronda Rousey tap. And every time, and I've always noticed this in wrestling. When you ever see a feud happen between these two individuals and all of a sudden one person is holding on to a submission hold and the other is tapping out, and they're not tapping out because there's a referee involved, they're tapping out because they have to, because that's the way it is, because that's the way you see it in pro wrestling. With Charlotte Flair, she has tried everything in her power to make Ronda Rousey tap out, and Ronda would never try to tap out, would never try to do that because she doesn't want Charlotte to believe that she has the upper hand. She wants Charlotte to believe that she has her. And then at WrestleMania, Charlotte is going to pay the ultimate price at the hands of Ronda Rousey. And Charlotte is going to have to use every single arsenal in her, uh, in her weaponry to stop Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania. So... It wouldn't surprise me if she would use a kendo stick at the end of the match. So, at WrestleMania, the main event's definitely going with Rousey. She's been she's been Raw Women's Champion before, and at WrestleMania, she's walking out 
with the SmackDown Women's Championship, and she's going to make Charlotte Flair tap out. You can almost see that coming. And Becky calls Sonia, told Charlotte. She said, she said, guys, you love to talk about me, don't you? <laughs> but last time I checked, I won the Royal Rumble, and I get to pick who I made event WrestleMania with. But you were right about one thing, Charlotte. Being a mom, it changed me so much. It changed my perspective. Like, I didn't fly halfway across the country into an ice storm with my baby to have a chat. I came to teach her the family business of kicking ass. And you are just one of many I owe an ass beaten to. Charlotte, you are not special. You are just first. I'll see you at WrestleMania. Oh, yeah! Well, the opportunity is back in the main event of WrestleMania! And this title is my baby, and she's prettier than yours. So on WrestleMania Saturday, Charlotte Flair... Oh, you want me? Are you looking at me? Are you looking at me? Oh, you want me in the ring? A solid flare. Charlotte, I don't think you have to go. Ronda wants Charlotte. Charlotte, talk to Big Game out here, Pat. Charlotte talks a big game because she's the 13-time champ, Michael Cole. She has to know there's... So the moral of the story... Charlotte and Ronda mouthing off at each other, trash-talking. And now Ronda Rousey taking Charlotte down. And look at this, Pat! Rousey with an ankle lock! Charlotte's tapping to an ankle lock! What does Charlotte say about being a one-trip pony? An angle lock, fall-in, in stilettos, pumps, broke, kin clubs. The bottom line is Ronda has more than the armbar. She's got the ankle lock. She's got a lot more than that, and Charlotte just said hello to a high ankle sprain at the very minimum. Ronda Rousey knows she has the champ exactly where she wants her. She wants her. 
get it. I get it. You're a fighter, and I get it. You're an impressive one at that. But there is a reason I am the most decorated woman in sports entertainment history. And when I stand here, I still only see a one-trick pony. And you think I care that you have some new fancy ankle lock? I can promise you this, when I'm done with you, I'm going to embarrass you. I'm going to humiliate you. And by the end of the night, I'm going to make you tap out. Oh, really? I'd love to see that. Birmingham, wouldn't you love to see that? Come on, let's see it. I'll give you the time to take off your heels this time, okay? Take your time.
Ronda Rousey glancing back over her shoulder, the WrestleMania sign, because that's what it's all about in two weeks for the SmackDown Women's title. But taking her, Charlotte now taking advantage. Rousey, Rousey looking at the ankle lock. Oh, the turn angle, she says. Oh, and a kendo stick. Charlotte in her hometown. Charlotte clearly frustrated. Rowley on her wrist. Charlotte frustrated. He, she couldn't tap Ronda Rousey. destroy me before I tap and perhaps Charlotte did just that Charlotte and Charlotte savagely puts the baddest woman on the planet through our table Stone Cold Steve Austin appearing at the KO show at WrestleMania. So the the thing I heard was that the original main event was supposed to be Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. That was supposed to be the go home show for or that was supposed to be the main event for WrestleMania Night 1. But, as always, plans change. And they change for uh, the better, I would have to say. I, I think that appearing in the main event of WrestleMania seems... Um, I I'm not going to say it sucks. I, I think, you know, and this is just me talking, you know... When you have Stone Cold Steve Austin, when you have the Texas Rattlesnake appear at WrestleMania, it's all good. It's all tremendous. And I I don't see a problem with Austin being there at WrestleMania. And I don't see a problem with him appearing at the KO show at WrestleMania. It's going to be exactly what we know is going to be. You know, KO shows up, does the KO show, Austin comes in. Um... I'm kind of hoping that they would announce that if if um, if KO or if Austin challenges KO at WrestleMania on night two, that would be extremely special. That would be something to uh, look forward to. I don't know if that will happen that way. I think it should simply because uh, you know it's WrestleMania and it's so cold, so you got to have a you've got to find a way to get people to want to watch WrestleMania, especially when it comes to Stone Cold Steve Austin, because a lot of people want to see Stone Cold. They want to come in, see him do his thing, go in, stun some people, flick flick some people off, drink some beer, have some fun with the crowd, you know, and this is uh, going to be extremely interesting. Um, Kevin Owens... Kevin Owens wanting to go after Stone Cold is um, is a ballsy move. <laughs> Let's call it like we see it. It's a ballsy move. But it's also something that comes with the territory. So you can almost see that coming. And you know what's about to happen. So, you know, KO, you know, cutting his promos and trying everything he can to run down Texas, to run down Stone Cold Steve Austin and everything. It all comes with it. So, 
I'm kind of thinking that we're going to see exactly what, what's going to happen. That's Stone Cold coming in and stunning the living hell out of Kevin Owens. But I'm also thinking, I'm also kind of hoping that we'll see Shawn Michaels appear at WrestleMania. We'll see JBL appear at WrestleMania. We'll see Booker T appear at WrestleMania. Because keep in mind, Kevin Owens did mention those names. And it wouldn't surprise me if those Hall of Famers show up in Texas, especially in Texas. Anybody in Texas could appear to beat Kevin Owens' ass. Anybody. Hell, you can get you can get Terry Funk to come up and beat his ass if you want to. You know, just like that. But for Austin and the KO show to be it'll be the first time. And to think about this extremely close, for years the main event has always featured either a, a championship match or it appeared with uh, two men, two of the greatest superstars to walk the face of the earth at WrestleMania, to main event WrestleMania. The women have headlined WrestleMania. They, they've appeared in there. This will be the first time. If this is what they plan on setting up for WrestleMania, and they're going to have KO and Stone Cold... On the KO show of WrestleMania, it'll be a first time that a talk show would main event WrestleMania. And even though it may sound ridiculous, and trust me, it does sound ridiculous because it's the KO show and it's main eventing WrestleMania. But when you have Stone Cold Steve Austin in there, it fits perfectly. So the only thing I'm expecting to see at WrestleMania is Austin coming in beating Kevin Owens' ass. All of my friends are going to be drinking beer and eating some barbecue while we're checking out Stone Cold Steve Austin, open up a can of whoop-ass on Kevin Owens and stomping a mud hole in his ass and walk it dry. At WrestleMania, Kevin Owens is going to learn the hard way. You don't mess with a Texas rattlesnake and you don't mix with Texas. And that's the bottom line Cause Stone Cold said so. Okay, guys, we begin the main event talk exclusive right here on the main event talk podcast. WrestleMania weekend, of course. Now, on the last episode, we did WrestleMania 5 featuring Hulk Hogan versus the Macho Man Randy Savage for the WWE Championship. Now, that was the watch along for part one. Now it's time for the watch along Part two. Now, I'm sure you're all wondering exactly what are we going to watch? What are we going to check out for WrestleMania? So if you guys got your Peacocks all set, your WWE Networks all set, we're going to get into a personal favorite match of mine. Now, just to give you an idea exactly what match that is, well, let me, hmm, how do I put this delicately? Okay. I'll give you this one hint, and then after that, we'll get right to it, shall we?
fairness, did I inform you that officially, as of now, you are managing The Rock? Austin's wife's managing The Rock? What the hell is that? I never asked for Deborah to be my manager, never wanted Deborah to be my manager. But the fact of the matter is this, is she's not my responsibility. She's not my wife. She's your wife. I ain't gonna break Deborah's ankle for God's sake. found out exactly what I'm going to be checking out. Yes, it is going to be WrestleMania 17, The Rock versus Stone Cold Steve Austin for the WWF Championship. Now, <clears throat> this one was definitely one of my all-time favorites. So, in the first episode or in the last episode you heard, I went from you know, picking from WrestleMania 1 all the way down to WrestleMania 10 and WrestleMania 5 was the easy choice. So, <clears throat> this is what I was going to try and do. So, the main event had this thought where I was going to go ahead and just, you know, go from WrestleMania 11 all the way down to WrestleMania 20. So, which one would I go for? And the first thought that came to my head is Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Rock. But... 
there's a little bit of a confusion there because in between those WrestleManias, there's WrestleMania 15, there's WrestleMania 17, and there's WrestleMania 19. Now those feature those same two superstars. So which one do I want to go for? Well, obviously I want to go for the one that's uh, the most talked about, the most popular, and definitely yeah, definitely the most controversial, and I want to go ahead and talk about this on this episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast. So we're going to go to WrestleMania 17. We're going to go to the Houston Astrodome. Uh, as a matter of fact, I believe, let's see, this took place on April 1st. And as a matter of fact, as this episode's being released, I believe tomorrow... No, not tomorrow. I think it's Friday. Oh, Friday is going to be April 1st. So it will be, let's see, if it was in 2001, and this is 2022, it'll be over 21 years since this match that took place between Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock. So let's kind of give everyone the skinny as to how this is going to work. Okay, so what you do is you head over... You look for WrestleMania. You go to your Peacock. You go to your WWE Network. You look for WrestleMania, right? You go directly to WrestleMania 17, and you go directly to the match between Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock. Now, you can skip the promo because we've already done the promo here already. So what's going to happen is we're going to do the watch-along. Just like we did with WrestleMania 5, we're going to do for WrestleMania 17 right here, right now. So here's what you do, all right? So if you got... If you found what you're looking for and you found WrestleMania and you found WrestleMania 17, uh, believe it or not, WrestleMania, it actually says on Peacock, it says WrestleMania 17, season 17, (laughs) I know, season 17, uh, episode 1, which it should be only one anyway, but if you set it, it'll be set for 3 minutes, uh, 3 hours, uh, 5 minutes, and I believe 59, yeah, that's right, 3, uh, Three hours, five minutes, and 59 seconds. Is that right? Yeah, that's about right. Cool. I think it's 58 or 59, but we'll go ahead and set it the way it is right now. So we're going to do this watch along. Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Rock for the WWE Championship. Uh, This all took place over in the Astrodome over in Houston, Texas. Um, A popular venue at the Astrodome. Very historic for... For not just this event, for a lot of other events as well, as well, especially if you guys are huge fans of the Houston Astros <laughs> and everything else like that. So, here's what we're gonna do. Okay, now I got everything all set up right here. I'm got everything prepared. So you know, if you guys are fixing to look into it right now and everything on Peacock, I'm gonna give you the 10 second wait, and then after that we'll get right on it, and then we'll start the countdown in just a moment. And we start, let's see, this is just the wait period starting. It's going to be 10 seconds about right now. Okay, guys, the 10-second period is over. And if you are set on WrestleMania on the Peacock streaming service, you should be at WrestleMania 17, you should be set on The Rock versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Three hours, five minutes, and 58 seconds, I believe. <clears throat> so, as soon as I begin the countdown, as soon as I say press play now, then you press play now. Okay? So, well, that's going to be hard to determine. <laughs> okay. Okay. 
Okay, so on my mark, here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. Press play now. And here we go. Okay, so I'm watching this on my laptop computer, you know, just to get everyone an idea. This was a huge crowd, huge crowd at the time. And here we go. Here comes Stone Cold Steve Austin coming down to a different entrance. Um, um, The different song coming is uh, Disturbed doing, I believe it's called Shattered Glass. I think that's what their song is. (coughs) You can find that on the forcible entry uh cd if it's if it's around somewhere if you can find it. i i still have that cd somewhere in my house and everything so stone cold steve austin coming into houston texas the crowd is completely packed of course the uh, the commentary team at the time was uh, good old jr and uh, jerry the king lawler and uh, a lot of historic significance that happened in 2000 uh, 2001 uh, several matches that have happened in here including the match between Mr. McMahon and Shane McMahon and uh, also uh, the ever famous ladder match a triple threat uh, TLC match with uh, Edge and Christian the Hardy Boys and the Dudley Boys it was an incredible incredible night this was truly one of the one of the best Wrestlemania's in this era you know and, and there's a, a lot of people have some of their favorite Wrestlemania uh, events. Uh, if I were to pick, I mean, I've already picked up uh, several of my favorite matches involved. One is, you know, like I just mentioned, WrestleMania Five with Macho Man and Hulk Hogan, and now we're getting into the second one, which is Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Rock. There's Stone Cold in the ring right now, getting prepared, and uh, The Rock is fixing to come into the ring. <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> the Rock at that time, uh, the People's Champion, uh, he was a WWE Champion at the time. Uh, the Rock had took the championship from Kurt Angle at that time. And Stone Cold Steve Austin had won his third Royal Rumble. So he would move on to WrestleMania. And this, would, and this was an interesting collision because the first time these two went up against each other was at WrestleMania 15. And this would be like... The catalyst, the beginning, the beginning of how all of this went down with Austin and The Rock. You know, truly one of the greatest, greatest wrestling rivalries in the history of WWE. And it's something that a lot of people talk about. You you know, you talk about some of the greatest rivalries. You think of Ric Flair and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. You think of Hulk Hogan versus the Macho Man. You think of Austin and The Rock. You know, there's, you know, so many to look into. And, you know... This was such a cool era at the time. In the nineteen in the nineteen eighties, nineteen eighty nine, that era of wrestling was pretty fucking cool to check out. Now in this era, in the Attitude Era, you got Austin and The Rock. You know, two men who uh, at that time um, had mutual respect for each other, but they were very protective of their spots at their very top spots here. So, Rock holding onto the championship, showing it to the world, and I think at the time. Uh, okay, here we go, here we go, and bell's ringing right now, and Stone Cold Steve Austin laying in those right hands on the rock, right in the corner right now, and he takes the championship, was about to lay out the rock, and then the rock is laying a smack down on Stone Cold right now, I wish riff to the buckle, whoa, Mr. Clothesline, ooh, Luthes Press, Luthes Press, fist and fire, right on the rock, and patented Stone Cold Elbow, Coming right down. 
another one right in the back of the head of the rock. Man, this is such a cool match to look at. You know, this was this one uh the the mystery behind this is this was going to be a one-on-one -on -one match, right? Just the way it is. But I think um somebody had apparently changed the match and made it and um as uh no disqualification. So at first from the commentator standpoint that they said that William Regal, who at the time was the general manager or was the commissioner at the time, I guess must have made the match. But as you'll see at the very conclusion of this episode, at the conclusion of this match, you'll know exactly who was responsible for making this match into a no disqualification. And, oh, and I must apologize because I said Jerry the King Lawler was involved. No, the king at the time uh, was, uh, he, he was let go. Well, actually, if anybody remembered correctly, I think his wife, Kat was uh, released from the WWE and Jerry the King Lawler went with him and then who comes along and takes his spot? Paul Heyman, who at that time uh, had filed for bankruptcy for ECW, so now he's a commentator with good old JR. The Rock and Stone Cold out in the crowd right now and <laughs> they're, you know, now they're coming right to the commentator's booth right there. I see Paul Heyman right there. Rock taking Stone Cold right to the commentator's table. Is it just me or is that commentator's table a lot smaller than the commentator's table you see now? <laughs> I guess they upgrade. Oh! Clothesline. It looked like almost a clothesline from Stone Cold to The Rock right there. This good old JR right there. Referee Earl Hefner involved in this match. He's been involved in several controversial matches including the ever-famous screw job between Bret the Hitman Hart and Shawn Michaels. Man, this was cool. I mean, you know, I'm watching this and, you know, I'm I'm thinking back to like how how wrestling used to be a long time ago and this is one of these things where you know, even though some of the wrestling that you see now is pretty good, it'll never be as good as what you see now. You know, this is when wrestling was true was wrestling was truly real. I mean, you had real life figures like Stone Cold and The Rock who didn't come out as clowns and who didn't come out looking like jokes. They went ahead and they presented themselves as who they are. They didn't they didn't play the character, they are the character. And that's and that's the way pro wrestling should be, you know? I mean if I'm gonna if I'm gonna play a character on television, that's exactly who I wanna be. I don't wanna try to be something I'm not. And right here we see the rock at the very corner right there. Looks like he's fixing to do a suplex, a superplex on the rock. Referee begging him to wondering what the hell. Stone Cold, oh, lays, lays that superplex on the rock, and you can see the pain etch on the face of the rock. Man. Stone Cold with the cover, and the rock kicks out. And Austin, he just, he's going right to the corner right there, and he's, he's actually taking off the uh, turnbuckle pad. And I know some people are wondering, why is he doing that? Oh, it's simple. No disqualification, you know? Stone Cold trying to lay in those right hands, but then here comes The Rock laying a bunch of right hands on his own. Irish whip reversal. Rock coming in with a clothesline on The Rock. 
And over in Houston, Texas, I mean, they were all pro Stone Cold Steve Austin. I mean, it's simply because he's from Texas, you know? And they liked The Rock, too, but they were more for Stone Cold at the time. You know? Interesting to look into. <laughs> oh, close line. Stone Cold goes outside. Rock's still in the ring. Man, I remember how loud that crowd was and everything. Hope you guys are watching this along with me and everything. It's just incredible to look at. Now I'll try to I'll try to raise the volume up a little bit. I won't I won't do it too much, but I just want to raise it just a little bit to where you guys can hear what's going on. You guys can probably hear it right now, so I'm just watching it from here on a laptop computer. Um Earl Hefner trying to tell them, oh, <laughs> I think, what the hell happened there? <laughs> I think Earl Hefner was uh, was trying to instruct The Rock to do something, and then Earl Hefner had, had backed away. Oh, Earl Hefner backed away, and the steel steps were in the way, and then as soon as The Rock turned around, Stone Cold Steve Austin took, a, uh, took the ring bell and laid The Rock out. And I know you guys are hearing this right now, so it should be it's, it should be great. So you guys will be able to hear this while I'm talking about this. So this is Earl Hefner is all you know, just you know, trying to give instructions to please get back into the <laughs> Stone Cold giving the finger as only he can. Uh, oh, this is how wrestling used to be. This is how wrestling's supposed to be. The Rock busted open right there. Right there in the commentary table, Stone Cold laying them in while Jr. and while Jr. and uh, Paul Heyman are right there. And it's so crazy when I'm looking at this when I see Paul Heyman in this position as a commentator. He was a great commentator, definitely a great commentator. I mean, and let's face it, Paul Heyman, the greatest of all time. He can do anything. You know, he can he can commentate, he can sing, he can manage, he can promote. The only thing he can't do is keep a business in check, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Rock right now is bleeding profusely all over the place, and Stone Cold laying in those right hands, going up for that open moon. Both men are back in the ring right now, and Austin looks like he's setting up for the stunner. Looks like he's measuring. Ooh, right hand, right in the face of the Rock. Another right hand. Once again... Man, the rock is bleeding like crazy right now. Holy shit. Fist and fire and trying to open up that wound right there. <laughs> Austin just throwing the finger every single time at the, you know, Earl Hefner telling him, hey, let him go, let him go. No, fuck you, dude. Get the fuck out of the way. <laughs> Two men struggling for a championship. One man wants to keep it. One man is desperately wanting to put that championship right back in the stable. Ooh. And The Rock was fixing to get hit at that exposed turnbuckle. Neckbreaker by Stone Cold on The Rock. <laughs> and I think he, I think Austin threw the figure at the crowd, I think. 
Oh my god, seriously. Damn, look at... Man, the rock is busted open. Bleeding all over the place. I know WWE doesn't allow blood to happen like this right now, but you know if you know if Brock Lesnar is going to be coming for blood at the hands of Roman Reigns, I want to see that shit. Brock Lesnar did it before, a couple of years back, WrestleMania 34. Can hear JR saying this is WrestleMania. It looks like Stone Cold is stomping a mud hole on the rock and walking it dry like he always does. Earl Hefner just pushing him back, saying, calm down, man, calm down. And Austin doesn't want any of that. And he's still stomping a mud hole. Man, kicking, kicking the rock right in the head. This is such a cool match to watch and everything. And, 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 and I don't have to see 95 dives in this match, dude. I mean, it's just, it's just straight up two men... Two grown adult men competing for a championship, and oh, that knee is buried right in the face of the rock, and and Stone Cold just almost pushing around the referee, dude, and like Earl's like, dude, come on, what the hell? Rock coming out of there as a clothesline, making a comeback. Austin a bit froggy right now, and the Rock's trying to come in, come too. Another clothesline by The Rock. Man. <coughs> it looks like The Rock is still he's still bleeding all over the place right now. Ooh. Knee right to the gut and Stone Cold trying to lay in the lay in the right hand, but then The Rock keeps going with those right hands, laying the smack down on the on Stone Cold Steve Austin, throwing a finger at The Rock and oh! Stone Cold getting hit with that exposed turnbuckle that he he took off and The Rock took advantage of it. The Rock going to the outside. Oh, oh my God. Now, earlier, earlier The Rock got hit in the head with that ring bell at the hands of Stone Cold Steve Austin. And as the old expression goes, payback's a bitch and payback is coming at the hands of The Rock. Getting ready to lay out Stone Cold Steve Austin and oh, and now Stone Cold Steve Austin, he's busted open too. Both men bleeding, both men coming after this championship. Both men got hit with that ring bell at all. They show the replay, Austin gets hit, the exposed turnbuckle. And then it shows the replay, the rock hits him in the head with that ring bell, went for a cover and then kicked out. This is badass, dude. And the, and there's no and no need for thumbtacks, no need for any of those things. You know, just just lay them all in. Just beat the living fuck out of each other. Let both men bleed. Somebody's gonna win. Somebody's gonna lose. And this is one of these things where both men are popular, and both you know both men are loved by so many of the fans, but. It's tough to tell who's the baby face and the heel, but at the same time, you know, it's it's good competitive nature. I like seeing two men compete for a championship. I like to see heated rivalry. I want to see, you know, a real fight take place, and this is what it looks like, a real fight between these two. 
Rock laying an elbow shot right on the right on the throat of Stone Cold. As Rock is doing this on the outside. Laying another shot in on Stone Cold, both men outside. And obviously there are no countouts in this match. Uh, they said there was no disqualification, so I guess that means there's going to be no countout in this match as well. There's got to be a decided factor. <laughs> right now, The Rock's trying to decide where he's going to hit him at. Right at the barricade. And Stone Cold coming back, trying to lay those shots in on The Rock. He, he, he swung back, and I thought he was going to go for a clothesline, but I guess not. Oh. Stone Cold right now just trying to buy a little time. I can see all that blood coming off his, pouring off his forehead right there. And it looks like Stone Cold's fixing to launch the rock to the ring post. Let's see if he gets it. Oh, oh, man. Yeah, I remember when, when that happened. I remember The Rock's head hit that post, and you can almost hear the sound of that. That was, oh, my God, that was incredible. Showing a replay of it again. Stone Cold launches The Rock right on the turnbuckle or right in the post right there, and The Rock gets laid out. And no doubt, The Rock's probably bleeding more than he was profusely earlier, so... Let's see if we can look at it. And, oh, Stone Cold taking one of those TV monitors and... Ah! Come on, are you fucking... Sorry about that. Sorry about that. I think, uh... I think something must have happened here. Uh, but, but that's fine. We're trying to get into the match right here. There was a little bit of a pause on my part, but uh, my apologies on that one, so... Oh, there. <laughs> I think my speaker got back on, so. Looks like we're back in order again, guys. Okay. A little technical difficulties. Hey, it's the Main Event Talk Podcast. What do you expect? <laughs> Live shot of the crowd over there in Houston, Texas. Stone Cold brings in The Rock. And it looks like uh, Stone Cold going for a cover. One, two, and oh. Rock kicks out of that one right now. Man, look at Stone Cold, man. He's, he's, you know, he didn't bleed this much since WrestleMania 13. Remember that match with Bret Hart that he had? Oh my God! And I would have picked that match too, but I wanted to do this match. Double bird to the Rock, and oh, and the Rock laid a right hand, and oh, the sharpshooter. The Rock with the sharpshooter on Stone Cold Steve Austin. He kind of doesn't really have it on that much. He kind of... Oh, my God. Look at The Rock. Look at Austin. My God. It's a sh almost shades of WrestleMania 13 with Bret Hart. It's insane. Austin ain't going to tap. There's no way in hell he's going to tap. But I'm looking at this position the way The Rock has the, the, the sharpshooter. He really doesn't have it applied that well. And he's got it on it pretty good, but it's still... Ooh, I think The Rock must have said something like, you know, go fuck yourselves. I think that's what he said. He really doesn't have, he, he really doesn't have the sharpshooter applied on right. And Stone Cold trying to... 
Well, the rope breaks involved, but... <laughs> but it's really no disqualification. Why did there have to be a rope break for it? You know? Man, look at this. Both men are bleeding. Man. As, as good old Jim Ross would say, they're both bleeding like stuffed pigs. Looks like The Rock trying to lay the sharpshooter. And hopefully, hopefully he does it right. Oh, and The Rock laid. Oh. oh, that's what you get for trying to throw a finger on Stone Cold Steve Austin right there. And oh, Stone Cold right now. Oh, he's... Okay, now now this is how you apply this, uh, the sharpshooter. And, and, and Austin's kind of doing it right there. Although what he's doing right now is if you look closely, he's actually pulling. He almost pulled a little bit where, right where his knee pad is. So he has, believe it or not, Stone Cold was actually doing, doing the sharpshooter a whole lot better than The Rock did. So he's applying a lot more pressure on The Rock. And look at all the blood coming out of, Stone, uh, coming out of The Rock's fa face. Damn. Now it's not as effective as the way The Rock did it, but Stone Cold put it just, he put it on just as good, in my opinion. Austin going right after the knee of The Rock. Man, look at Stone Cold. Bleeding like crazy. Looks like he's going to try and go for it again, but uh, like Stone Cold almost tried to hit a low blow there. And he's going to do it again. Another sharpshooter, and there it goes. But he's he's a bit too close to the ropes right there. And once again, Stone Cold applies that sharpshooter correctly on the rock there. He actually put on the sharpshooter a lot better than the rock. And the rock gets the rope right there, and now he's got to go for a rope break. And Stone Cold... Stone Cold knows, even though if he gets disqualified, he can't. And that's what and that's what kind of confuses me because it's 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 no disqualification. The referee shouldn't even be counting that. Austin right now is just basically looking around, looking behind the rock, you know, just going around him, and it looks like uh, this one right here shocked me right here because. He puts on the patented million dollar dream. He hasn't put this, he hadn't put this hold on a long time since uh, the days when he was managed by Ted DiBiase a long time ago when he was the ringmaster and then he formed the Stone Cold Steve Austin. And Rock is fading right now and the referee, referee shouldn't even be asking. I hope he's asking, there we go. Picking up Austin, uh, Rock's arm one. Two, is he going to be out? And oh, not yet, not yet. The Rock is still in this, and wait a minute. Going to the middle turnbuckle right there, and oh, oh, kind of almost pulls a move that Bret Hart did a while back. Oh, Rock almost got a pinfall on Stone Cold there. A while back, uh, I think it was 1996 Survivor Series, I think Bret Hart did the same thing. Where he went to the middle turnbuckle and pushed back, and as soon as he pushed back, he pinned um, he pinned Stone Cold while he was trapped in that uh, Cobra Clutch, that million dollar dream. Austin just laying in those right hands. 
And and this is and this is cool to watch, man. I, I love watching this, dude. There, there's no need for that many steel chairs. Oh, The Rock applying the Stone Cold Stunner on Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh man, this is gonna be insane here. Rock edging closer and closer. Is he gonna be able to? What well, is he gonna? Dude, come on! One, two, oh! Austin kicks out. Man. And this is this is the beauty of this match here. There's no need for 250 chairs. There's no need for 250 tables. It's uh-oh. Now, I mentioned a surprise earlier in this matchup. Here comes the chairman of the board of World Wrestling Entertainment, Mr. Vincent Kennedy McMahon. And this kind of confuses everybody at this point in time because... Both The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin have a personal history with the boss, chairman of the board. We know that Stone Cold Steve Austin doesn't like Vince McMahon at all. And we also know that The Rock, who aligned himself with Vince McMahon in the, uh, around 1998-1999, was his champion until The Rock decided to go his separate ways away from the corporate ministry or the corporation. So this is extremely interesting. And I'm wondering, okay, what the hell's going on here? And I remember when I was watching this match and I see Mr. McMahon out there. Okay, who, who is he going for? What the fuck's going to happen here? Austin's pissed off. Vince doesn't know what he was doing. Vince McMahon had lost the match to his son, Shane McMahon, at the hands of both Shane and his lovely wife, Linda. <laughs> Austin right now, I wish rip on the rock reversal. Oh, Spinebuster, double-A Spinebuster right there. And it looks like The Rock is fixing to... Uh-oh. Looks like he's about to hit the people's elbow. Stone Cold can't stand up, and here we go. Gets the elbow pad, throws it out. And here we go. The most electrifying man, uh, move in sports entertainment. The people's elbow on The Rock. The Rock pins Stone Cold. One, two. Wait a minute. Hey. What the hell? Vince McMahon just pulled The Rock. What the hell? And The Rock isn't aware of it until he's... Uh-oh. The Rock and Vince McMahon locked eyes. Uh-oh. And Rock with that blood in his face. And he's always... He's chasing Vince McMahon around the ring. What the hell? And meanwhile, Austin's in the ring. And wait a minute. Vince comes into the ring. And uh-oh. Ooh! Stone Cold with a rock. Bottom on the rock. One, two, oh! He kicked out. And the look on Vince McMahon shocked him, but I'm I'm still wondering. Okay, what the hell's going on here? And in my head, I'm I'm, I'm thinking there's no way that Austin. And, and this is a long time ago. This is when I saw this pay per view. There's no way in hell that Stone Cold could be aligned with the with Vince McMahon. There's just no way. Stone Cold fixing to hit the stunner, and no. And how typical, isn't it? Referee gets in the way. He gets laid out at the hands of Stone Cold. Dumb referee. Get the hell out of the way. 
And remember, the stole. A nut shot at the hands of Stone Cold right on the rock. And and what the hell? Wait a minute. Stone Cold just gave an instruction to Vince McMahon to get the chair? What the hell is going on here? And and I remember when as a kid I remember watching this and I'm like confused wondering okay what the hell is going on here? He picks up the rock. Vince McMahon's fixing to lay the chair. Oh! Lays out the rock. And, and, and to be honest, uh, if you look at that chair extremely close, he hit the rock, but like he didn't really hit him at all. So Vince McMahon, Stone Cold is covering the rock. Vince McMahon gets the referee back in the ring. One, two, oh! Stone Cold is pissed and the rock kicked out. Man, oh man. But it's it's still just confused. I'm like wondering, okay, what the fuck is going on here? I mean, I'm you know, I'm still remembering like watching this match. I'm like, okay, why is Stone Cold with the rock? Why is Mr. McMahon helping Stone Cold? What the fuck is going on here? I, I can't remember kept saying that over and over again. Austin about to hit the chair. Oh! Rock bottom on Austin. Vince McMahon gets up and is distracting the referee for a bit there. Guess pulling him to the side. What the fuck is the point of Vince McMahon distracting the referee when there's no disqualification? And the Rock gets Vince McMahon. Oh, throws him outside the ring. Oh. Vince getting the latest smackdown. A rock laying the smack down on Vince McMahon. Oh, Stone Cold stuttering. <laughs> I love it when Austin sells. Rock sells. One, two. Oh. I love it when the rock sells those stunners. Those are fucking awesome. <laughs> he gets kicked out and Stone Cold has that look like, what the fuck, man? Rock taking that stunner. Stone Cold taking that steel chair away from Vince and he is fixing and this is just it's mind boggling see Austin with the chair Vince McMahon oh laid out a steel chair right on the rock Austin is it over not yet son of a bitch boy Stone Cold is pissed Rock kicks out. Vince is wondering what the hell. I <laughs> see. <laughs> Stone Cold is all, man, I should have laid out this motherfucker. And I can actually hear him say that. <laughs> and right here, here's the climax right here. Where Stone Cold is taking that steel chair and he's just laying it on the chest and the ribs and the rock. And then... Rock is just beating the hell, beating the living shit out of the Rock. Vince McMahon is just instructing Stone Cold in this. Once again, it just boggles my mind. And then Stone Cold goes for the cover, and that is it. Everyone in Houston is happy. Stone Cold Steve Austin is the new WWE champion, and the Rock is laid out, and all of us are wondering... What the hell is going on here?
Earl Hefner presented the championship. Stone Cold face to face with Mr. Man. Let me see if I can raise his volume up just a little bit here. They're meeting face to face right here. I gotta admit, I was in shock when that happened. From the from the moment I saw Vince McMahon come out, I wasn't sure at that time exactly who was he lining himself with. Was he lining with Austin? Was he lining with The Rock? And in my head, it's like that. There's no way that Austin and Vince McMahon would ever line himself. And all of a sudden, you know, there's there's Vince McMahon getting instructed by Austin. Austin instructed by Vince McMahon, and then the rest is history. And even though the crowd was still they were still cheering for Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know that they were going to cheer for The Rock as well because exactly what... I mean, and, and just listen to this commentary from JR. Just listen. For the love of God, Texas is not the thing that you Why is Stone Cold? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, I think uh, I think my shit got messed up a little bit there. Oh, wait a minute. Damn it. I think uh, I think my speaker kind of blew out and everything. Let's see if it comes back on a little bit. I think it does. No, it doesn't. Damn it. What the hell? Are you serious? God damn it. I was trying to get the speaker back on. But yeah, that was... Uh, an incredible, incredible deal right there. Let me get the comes back on. There we go. Let's see if I can raise the volume up a little bit. Just a little bit. Never, ever be the same. 
and uh, pretty much JR was right on about that one. I mean, that was... Uh, the match was completely incredible. I loved how that went down everything. Of course, uh, you know, WrestleMania 17 that took place over in Houston, Texas. It was incredible to watch. I love watching that. It was uh, awesome to look into. The commentary team was uh, was tremendous. JR and uh, Paul Heyman did extremely well for... Uh, did extremely well in this and of course you heard I, I at the ending like the shocking ending I, I, I'll get to this in a moment um, just hearing JR just saying all those things you know that's what a commentator is supposed to do and it is you know sometimes he can go a little bit far in this one but you know something every time you heard JR talk you just felt the emotion in that match you felt exactly what jr was feeling and it was incredible you know just like that and even what happened at the end there which which was just it's still it was still shocking to me to this day for the fact that for stone cold steve austin to turn heel at wrestlemania it was just my god i couldn't believe it uh, nobody else could believe it and it, it, it's still mind-boggling and a lot of people have said and i agree with this as well I don't think Stone Cold should have, Stone Cold should have turned heel at all. Because even if he did turn heel, even if he did turn heel at the time, I think the fans will still like him, even if he turned heel. You know, that's the truth. That's the truth in every way possible. So, guys, I hope you have enjoyed this main event talk exclusive. We did WrestleMania five on the last episode. And on this episode, WrestleMania 17, Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Rock for the WWF Championship with a controversial ending at the hands of Mr. McMahon. If you guys like to see that again, see it on Peacock. It's, in, it's still one of the most incredible matches in the history of WWF. And in the, in the next episode, there's going to be one more main event talk exclusive. Now, the WrestleMania that I may pick is going to be between WrestleMania 21 and WrestleMania 30. The question is, which one will it be? The first one and the second one were both surprises. Now I have one more match to call. So, guys, hopefully you guys will get an opportunity to uh, come join me with another watch-along on the Main Event Talk exclusive right here on the Main Event Talk podcast, the WrestleMania weekend. We hope you have enjoyed it. And guys, check it out one more time when you can. Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Rock for the WWF Championship at WrestleMania 17. And you can also check out WrestleMania 5 as well. Hulk Hogan versus the Macho Man Randy Savage for the WWE Championship at WrestleMania 5. That was incredible as well. So, with that being said, guys, we will see you on the next episode on the next Main Event Talk exclusive, WrestleMania Weekend, I wonder what other WrestleMania match we'll be watching. Just one more fight and I'll be history. Yes, I will straight up leave your shit and you'll be the one who's left. Satan himself to win the WWE title. Check, check out.
Well, guys, we hope you have enjoyed part two of the WrestleMania weekend, and you guys are now getting an idea of what's going to take place at night one of WrestleMania. Now, before we end this show, and we're about to end the show here real quickly here, let me get into one last little detail before we go ahead and go, because as you guys know, night one is officially over. So we've talked about everything from night one, from the Raw Women's Championship to several tag matches to the... Uh, knowing that Seth Rollins is going to be at WrestleMania to Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey for the SmackDown Women's Championship and, of course, the appearance of Stone Cold Steve Austin at the KO show at night one. Now, here's what to expect at night two, and this is what's going to happen tomorrow on the next episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast, which part three will be night two of WrestleMania. Let's start at the very top of the list here. It's going to be... A fatal four-way tag team match for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship. It's going to be the champions, Queen Zelina and Carmella, to defend their titles against Sasha Banks and Naomi, Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan, and Natalya and Shayna Baszler. Also, anything goes. Johnny Knoxville from Jackass to go one-on-one against Sami Zayn. That should be interesting right there. A singles matchup, and this is the one that the main event's going to be looking forward to checking out the most. Pat McAfee to go one-on-one against Mr. McMahon's protege, Austin Theory. A triple threat match for the WWE Raw Tag Team Championships. It's going to be RK Bro, Randy Orton, and Riddle to defend their tag team titles against the Street Profits and Alpha Academy. Another match that the main event is going to be looking forward to checking out is going to be Edge versus AJ Styles. That's going to be one hell of a match to check out. And a new match was just added right for night two, and we're going to be talking about it tomorrow on the next episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast. He is back. Bobby Lashley, the former WWE Champion, is back, and he's going to go one-on-one against Omos, the big man, is going to finally have himself a WrestleMania moment when he goes one-on-one against the former WWE champion, Bobby Lashley. And then, of course, champion versus champion, title for title, Brock Lesnar, the WWE champion against the Universal champion, Roman Reigns. That's going to take place at WrestleMania 2. Now... And just to remind everybody, yes, there is going to be a part three to happen tomorrow on the Main Event Talk podcast. But as I mentioned earlier at the very beginning of the show, there's going to be a WrestleMania bonus edition, which is going to happen on Friday, April 1st. We're going to get to an inside depth into Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. Everything from WrestleMania 31 to WrestleMania 34 to the Greatest Royal Rumble to SummerSlam and to the return of the Brock Le- of return of Brock Lesnar, if you will, and also the return of Roman Reigns and the whole nine yards. And you'll see how all this develops and it all culminates at WrestleMania 38. Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, champion versus champion, winner take all. It's all going to take place at night two of WrestleMania. And that will be the bonus edition 
of the main event talk, which will take place this coming Friday. So be prepared for that episode. I guarantee you, I'm going to convince you to watch WrestleMania. Hell, I'm convincing, I'm convincing you to watch WrestleMania right now just by doing everything I'm doing right now. So guys, check, um, check out part two tomorrow. Or actually, let me see. I think I got that all confused. Part one was yesterday. Part two is today. And part three is tomorrow. Okay, cool. So I got that out of the way. So we hope you have enjoyed this episode of the Main Event Talk podcast. Thank you for listening to part two of the weekend of WrestleMania. And don't forget, guys, the Hall of Fame induction ceremony is going to take place live Friday, April 1st. That's going to happen right after WrestleMania SmackDown, because that's going to happen. And then, of course, Saturday will be Stand and Deliver from NXT. That's going to be the first event that's going to take place over in Dallas. And then after that will be Night 1 of WrestleMania. And then Sunday, April 3rd, will be WrestleMania Night 2. And the main event's going to be prepared for that. Guys, thank you for listening. And I will see you next time on Part 3 of the WrestleMania weekend. Part 1 is done. Part 2 is... Well, actually, Part 1 is done. Part 2 is done. And Part 3 is coming alongside with the bonus. Be ready for that, guys. This is not over by a long shot. Oh, and we also hope that you have enjoyed... WrestleMania 17, Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Rock at WrestleMania, the main event talk exclusive watch along. And there is one more coming tomorrow on part three of the WrestleMania weekend. Thank you for listening to part two of the WrestleMania weekend and be ready tomorrow, guys. Part three is coming up and we're going to discuss night two of WrestleMania. Holy smokes. You figured this be over, but it's not.